Well, today for me is a, a great joy. It's the Feast of St. Nicholas. And uh, I really quite have, have a great devotion to this saint, to St. Nicholas. Uh, we know him popularly as Santa Claus, which is an English version of a Dutch word, Saint Claus, Saint Nicholas. Okay. And of course, you know, we've got the kind of the legendary aspects of St. Nicholas. He's got the sleigh with the reindeer and he lives in the North Pole and he makes all these toys for kids and he brings the, the toys around for the kids who are good and who are, and who are good and nice, but not for the naughty ones. Although today it looks like everybody, every kid, regardless of whether they're naughty or nice, gets huge amounts of gifts, you know. But, uh, in any event, that's of course it's a legendary accretions. But Saint Nicholas is a, is, a, is a real saint, and he's a real individual, a real human person like you and me. He right now is in heaven, close to God, enjoying the beatific vision. And his prayers are extremely powerful and important, and we should uh, call upon him and invoke him. And some of the more legendary aspects, you know, this kind of Saint Nicholas figure. Um, are some of them are, are a little bit silly and maybe not so healthy, uh, especially when it gets wrapped up in the commercialism and the kind of the commercial culture sort of appropriates Saint Nicholas to themselves and, and uses them to uh, sell lots of goods, you know. But then there's other elements of that kind of legendary part of of the figure of Saint Nick that you know really are are not bad at all, and I think in, in some ways are pretty healthy. In particular, and what I'm about to speak about in this homily is really kind of a thought experiment. It's something that I, I might speak about on Sunday. I'm developing my Sunday homily. I'm going to speak about St. Nicholas on Sunday, but what exactly I'm going to say is a little bit in development right now. But what I want to focus on this morning here by way of experiment is a, is a very important aspect of St. Nicholas. I think that St. Nicholas and the whole legend of Santa Claus and the image of Santa Claus provides a very positive image of masculinity, okay? And that is rare today. That is very rare today. And that would be the point that I want to make. Um, we have, uh, there are certain biases and prejudices that are socially acceptable in modern Western civilization, especially in America, but also in Europe. And anti-male sentiment is one of these biases. It's so widespread that we don't even really sense it, okay? So there's tons and tons of negative images of men all over the television, and probably for the past 30 or 40 years, men are consistently portrayed as one of two things, as either really bad, okay, perpetrators of evil, violence, um, exploitation, sexual exploitation, all these sorts of things, or they're portrayed as kind of goofballs who are inadequate. And, you know, you've got this really, really common image that you see of the, in the commercials going back into the 80s and probably a little bit earlier, but especially in the 80s, I think it really started to ramp up. You've got the guy who's, you know, he's in his 50s and he's kind of a goof, and his wife is, looks really, really good for a woman in her 50s. And she's got blonde hair, and she's the wise figure in the in the family. And there's some kind of lesson that's got to be learned. And the goofy husband gets taught by the wife because he's totally a goofball. He's inadequate. He's silly. He's a he's an image that you just you laugh about. You're supposed to laugh about. 
And of course, I think it, something about men is that we can we can take it on the cheek pretty well and joke about about that kind of stuff and, and be it in all in good humor and not be offended and not be over you know sensitive about it. But I think at the same time, you do have to notice how it's a pervasive, consistent theme that men are evil are either evil or they are inadequate or uh, some incompetent and silly and foolish or whatever. It's a very, very prominent kind of uh, images that are put out there. And it's just socially acceptable. So if, if there were to be the kind of negative imagery of women uh, in that, I mean, that's really totally unacceptable, not politically correct. You could never get away with it. You'd lose your job. I mean, in, in whatever element or area that you worked, if you make jokes about men, no big deal. You make jokes about women, wow. You know, you're really stepping on on very sacred ground there, and you know your your whole um, reputation and livelihood you're putting at stake. You know, there are university professors who have made comments, you know, about women, not necessarily intentionally negative comments, but comments that have been perceived negatively, and their whole careers have been completely destroyed. <laughs> They've been removed from their positions and their faculties and whatnot. So we see the, this um, kind of very wide, pervasive, uh, negative image of men. And it's really damaging to society um, because it's basically, you know, for both men and women, what we need is, this is the truth of how God created men and women, is that they're complementary to each other. And they both provide the family and society with distinct and necessary um, gifts and talents, distinct and necessary. Uh, men cannot bear children, okay? This is a distinctly female talent, so to speak, okay? Uh, so what is it, what's the, net, what's the unique contribution of men? Well, um, the, the masculine genius is one of providing, provisioning, building. You know, you look at the physical material structure of the entire world, and it's men essentially are responsible for it. Okay, we're talking like the putting the bricks together and cleaning out the sewers and all of that kind of stuff. That's all done specifically by men, and they're adapted to do it because of their, just their biology, the physical physicality of their bodies and whatnot. So provision, and then also protection as well, because again, the strength of the male body are they're able to defend and to protect. We see here in our first reading from. Isaiah, something very masculine, okay? A strong city have we. So the builders of the city are, are, it's a male thing. He sets up walls and ramparts to protect us. So ramparts have to do with battle. And again, men are able to do, to, to have this kind of distinct contribution to society of protecting. Um, and when the man is removed from the scene, something essential is missing. The broader society does not appreciate that and does not want you to appreciate that. So you have large movements today are like single motherhood, like you can be a mother without a man. You don't need a man in your life. Go to a sperm bank, you know, get yourself pregnant, you know, through in vitro fertilization or what have you. Raise your child, have your child on your terms and your ways, and don't worry about the men. You don't need them, okay? that That's actually a very strong, uh, you know, kind of cultural sentiment and movement today. Um, when you remove men from the family, and you remove them from society, 
children grow up at such a disadvantage, it's unbelievable. Okay? Sociological studies have proved this over and over again. Absent fathers or uninvolved fathers are one of the key problems that we have uh, in society. And our generations of children are not getting that necessary role model of the father in their life. And it's really, really hurting them, both boys and girls. Both boys and girls. So what's nice about Santa Claus is he provides a very rare, positive image of masculinity. He's got a big, deep voice. Oh, oh, oh. You know, he's got the big beard, right? You know, these are these distinctive masculine qualities. Uh, you know, I, I once heard recently that there was this poll that was done amongst children. You see, you know, children intuitively have the understanding of the difference between men and women and masculinity and femininity. You know, this one little funny anecdote here is a, a female scientist who is a brain scientist. Uh, and in the course of her life's work, she came to study the differences, the biological differences between the male and the female brain. Um, but when she, in her early days, she had been very deeply influenced by some more negative trends of feminism that were saying to her things like, well, you know, the only difference between men and women is total, totally uh, socially constructed. It's just cultural. There's nothing innate or natural about the differences. And so if you just raise your boys to play with dolls, they'll develop, you know, fe positive feminine qualities and, you know, give, uh, you know, trucks and stuff to your girl, to your little girl children, and, and they're going to develop some of those other traits, you know, uh, that are indicative of, of boys and men. Well, she did that, actually. She gave dolls to her son. And next thing you know, she sees her son, who took, he takes the Barbie doll and took the head right off the Barbie doll and turned the legs upside down and started using it as a hammer. <laughs> Taking the Barbie doll and using it as a hot hammer. You know, this innate, instinctive, intuitive... Uh, maleness that's right in the child. It's not socially conditioned into the child, but it's there by nature. But anyways, there was a, a survey that was done with children. It's like, if Santa Claus was a woman, would that be okay? And the, and both the boys and the girls were like, no, 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 no. You know, Santa, he's got to build stuff, and you know, he's, you know, he's he's got to operate that sleigh. You know, he, he, if if Santa Claus was a woman, you know, he'd get lost in the sky. Okay, <laughs> it sounds sexist. But these are little kids, and the point is whether you know their their uh, understanding of this is accurate or not. They have this intuitive difference that somehow Santa has got to be a man. So, my brothers and sisters, my prayer today, and really what I want to do is, is raise an awareness of the importance of the contribution that men make to society, and be aware of that negative kind of anti-male uh, bias that really is out there. If you start paying attention to it, you'll see it everywhere. And start asking yourself, well, okay, all of those jokes that I'm just listening to and seeing about men, what if they were made about women? Would that be socially acceptable? If you start asking yourself that question, you'll start to see this really widespread bias. Uh, we as Christians, we can't have that. we got to understand that, the, that men and women need each other, and they both have distinctive and necessary contributions to society, and we need to respect men and we need to respect women. We need to see the family as this essential unit that's composed of both and we need to protect and to foster uh, the next generation of, of children. Through the prayers of St. Nicholas, who's a real saint, okay, through the prayers of St. Nicholas, let's, let's pray that that takes place.